welcome back to the 30 Mills of Melanin podcast. And this week, we're talking self-esteem. I've got loads. I can't lie, I've got loads. So I thought I would let you guys kick it off with, I don't know, I feel like you guys are more like going to have the UK stuff. Okay, I got the UK stuff. I've got one that's very, very recent that literally came out on all the blogs this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it is about um, a YouTuber that's very well known. So everyone knows her as Miss Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows her for getting into drama. So she's always in the blogs. So um, I'm sure everyone's familiar with her. So this weekend, she's in the blogs for apparently trying to fight a pregnant girl. Oh. Yes. Girl, but the twist is apparently the girl that's meant to be around eight months pregnant oh. ran for Mr. Fabulous. And so it, w- it basically released speculations to whether the girl was pregnant or not, because how are you running up on someone eight months pregnant? And then everyone from her local area started putting up evidence about how she lies about um, pregnancies. Wow. You know how some people can lie about pregnancies just to, for attention mm-hmm. or to keep her man. And the same picture she sent to Miss Fabulous to try and prove she was pregnant. She sent that same picture to her ex years ago to try and keep him and tell him that she was pregnant. So Wait, that- so if she was claiming to be eight months pregnant, I mean, eight months pregnant, that's a full grown size baby in a stomach would that not have been visible exactly it's not visible that's why miss our fabulous was saying i did not try fight a pregnant lady but apparently this girl has been doing this for years saying that she's pregnant and she's not hmm. so, so does no one ask her where these babies where did she put them does no one ask her where these babies go there's no babies there's just a picture that she's been using for years to kind of tell people that she's pregnant and kind of scare people she's talking to into That's staying with them crazy. i mean does she does she not have friends and family that would stop her from posting and stuff like this a lot of the posts sent to renee were ex-friends saying i had to stop chilling with the girl because she's full of lies that's kind of great. That's, that's sad for her that she feels like the best thing that she can come up with is saying she's pregnant to avoid getting mm-hmm. her ass whooped. Why did she even want to fight? Why did Renee want to fight her to begin with? The thing is, Renee didn't want to fight her. Renee just stood there. It was her that came around the car and ran for Renee. So That's silly. Because you would have seen, seen an eight-month bump and Definitely. you wouldn't be running up to someone if you was eight months pregnant and if you were eight months pregnant i do not condone trying to fight someone no matter how much beef you have the safety of your of your child is more important Mm. yeah like if anything that would just show that she's like an unfit mother in a sense Mm -hmm. because like i said if you're pregnant why are you even trying to fight someone that doesn't make any sense yeah i don't believe her sorry sis you cancelled and you didn't even get started (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you see the thing about this you Latin agency and the, the girl was the girl was like making racial remarks to the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was an Afro Afro South American. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the mm-hmm. Afro Latina um, model. I don't know how it started because that hasn't been posted yet. But that'd be interesting to know to how it started. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't well. think that was racist. I saw the post, and it was. Yeah. Just, and the thing that did not, you know, I'm not even shocked anymore. You know, when people say something racist and then claim they're not racist. So she had the audacity to say, "Anyone that knows me knows I'm not racist." Um, excuse me, what you said was racist. And also, we don't know you. So you're saying that, like, the half a dozen people that do know you are going to be the people Mm -hmm. that are seeing this and actually caring. Clearly, they know you're racist and they're fine with that. So it's it's just crazy. Like, am I going to believe you? Am I I going to believe my own eyes? Exactly. (laughs) I've I've seen. Audio. Literally, it's a video of her saying that the Afro-Latino girl looks like she's, basically she called the girl ugly and said she looks like she's from Ghana. these two African countries. I'm not even going to name the African <laughs> countries because people from them countries are beautiful, but they tried to say that she was ugly and that she's not beautiful in a Latin way. I would love to know how that whole in, um, interaction came about, to be honest. I'd like yeah, to know do you what think happened... The- do you think she was trying to join the agency? Or I heard that she has an agency herself. Mm-hmm. So I heard she had a Latin agency herself, but I'm not even sure how it started. And mm-hmm. the girl, I did see that the um, agency owner had said that the girl had been disgruntled and rude beforehand before she'd said that. And my thing is, drop the receipts. Mm-hmm. Drop the receipts. Let us see it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even she just said ugly, she said black ugly. Like, she didn't even she just say... She said that as well. Oh, yeah, I missed that said, one. She said it in Spanish, and it's like, she didn't even say you're just ugly. She said you're black ugly. So what does that even... Oh, yeah, she did. She did. Oh, my God. Girl, bye. It was not a translational error. You said what you said. Own it. Well, exactly. let's see. <clears throat> because I've got to... A whole page of what I've seen this week, and the blogs have been extra. I'm actually subscribed to this blog that um, I'm not even supposed to talk about the tea that they spill on there, but boy, do they spill some tea. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I saw this week from the UK is Octavian being outed for domestic abuse. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I. Wow. When I first saw the post, um, the Shade Borer, I think I saw it on first, and the, his ex-girlfriend had come out and she had, like, posted a whole, you know, mini book on kind of her experience with him, along with, like, some video footage. And that yeah. just broke my heart. Watching that video yeah. was probably the horriblest thing I've watched in a while. Oh, honestly gosh, and the thing is goosebumps. he wants us to not believe our own eyes mm. he tried to say that it, there was no abuse there we, we heard it we saw it, saw it yeah. and it's it looked like he was basically saying i will abuse you and i don't care that's basically that's what, what he it was saying like. he didn't care yeah he doesn't care he made his statement afterwards saying that and in fact you mm-hmm. know what yeah I don't even know what that statement was that he put out afterwards because he was just (laughs) right before my album release. Why would you? (laughs) No one cares about your tired album. And guess what? Your label dropped you now. So where's the album? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's justice, mate. He, he, I don't know what stuff he's on, but he needs to put down the hard drugs or the pills and take a good long look at himself in the mirror and figure out what kind of man he wants to be because the one that he is isn't trash it's like dumpster juice he's scumbag like he's an actual scumbag 
and mm. I was so happy when although not as many spoke up I was happy when I saw a few celebrities spoke up you know I love yeah. IMDDB and she spoke about it Nadia Rose spoke about it a few other people whose names I didn't know before and I don't remember now spoke up <laughs> The thing is, yeah, you can't you can't even feel sorry for him because he's not even owning the truth. He's not even talking what talking about what we saw, and yeah. he kind of discredited the actual evidence of her um, the harm on her body. She had bruises. Yeah. Um, they weren't there, or he didn't do it. And I'm just like, I can't even feel sorry for you. I can't respect you because you can't even own it at all. Coming on social media to make excuses. No. Um, I'm happy he got dropped cancelled because... cancelled um, and another one I saw was slightly to do with him but not quite so this um, artist called Lady Fury don't really know who she is but she's trying to resurrect Channel U which I was like oh yeah like Channel U was the thing back yeah, in that was the... yeah back in school days like I used yeah. to come in from school put it on I remember texting, yeah. like, I'd be on there, I'd see a song that I like, and I'd text my friend, I'd be like, oh, go on to Channel U, so we could both listen to our song. Yeah. Like, they used to that have was that. the one back then. Yeah. <laughs> they used to have this thing where you could text in, and your text would show up on the screen. Yeah, it would show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so cool. But then, I found out that one, Miss Lady Fury, was co-signing Octavian, and said, you need to see the whole picture before you judge. And then I found oh. out that didn't this, didn't this B-I-T-C-H get sentenced to 20 months in prison for domestic abuse? <gasps> for beating she up was her girlfriend. Yeah, she, she beat up her oh. girlfriend and served 20 whole months. Wow. So That's Channel why she U, was defending him. Yeah, so now Channel U's cancelled. Like... Uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I couldn't watch it knowing that she runs it and she's happy to abuse her partner and support abusive men. Ill. Honestly, taking it across the pond. Chris Brown decided he wants to make an OnlyFans. What? Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Chris Brown. Would decided... you sign up? <laughs> Would you subscribe? I know what that dangling looks like. He's been all over the internet for years. <laughs> Oh, no, I ain't seen it in person, I wish. <laughs> but that dangling's been... I thought you were spelling Titi. Oh, no, I wish, I wish. No. Um, so, yeah, he's decided to hop on the OnlyFans wave because everyone... He's is... going to make millions. Celebrities yeah. make millions off that app. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, but do I you want to he... subscribe to see his nudes? Like, would you do it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, girls, we, get, we get off like that. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Mm. And I don't know what he's going to put up there because some celebrities don't actually, like, if they do put a nude, I've heard it's like once in a blue moon. Yeah. Apparently people actually just pay to watch their lives and see them probably like yeah. half naked. So mm. you, I actually don't know what he's going to do unless we subscribe. Who's yeah. subscribing, guys? I'm not. Soraya's taking one for the team. I saw someone in the comment section and it was like, I don't know, is he going to go on there and post painting or is he going to actually <laughs> go in some meat? Like, we need some clarity. Trust me. Um, who else? So, Cardi B is currently being dragged for a magazine cover she did where she did a um, 
while she basically the dress style that she wore was like the goddess Durga. Durga. The Hindu goddess Durga is who her outfit okay. was inspired by. And people were in arms about it. And I don't understand why. As in why she wore it or why they're in arms? What, yeah, they're like, oh, it's like, basically they were saying it was cultural appropriation and it was mm. like unacceptable for her to do that. And I, I looked at the comments. And from my perspective, I thought people were just being mad to be mad. Where was she wearing it to? And was she wearing it appropriately? Could well, she I wearing it? Cover. So it was, it was a, a magazine cover. Yeah, it was a full dress. There was no, she wasn't remixing it. You know how people do like, uh, mm. I'm trying to think, like a Greek goddess, but they'll make it super sexy. It was nothing mm. like that. It was a very beautiful dress that she wore. Um, and I felt like that's weird. Yeah, I thought it was quite Do you think weird because it represents their god. It wasn't the Asian community oh. that was in uproar. It was just people, like no, oh, that okay. none of the people. You know when they show like tweets of people mad. I didn't see anyone that looked from their profile photos to be a Hindu belie- a Hindu believer. You know, everyone just looked. Some of them were black. Some of them were white. So I just thought. If the people who you feel are being appropriated do not feel upset, should you be upset? Exactly. I, I, I just think it's just them hating because if she's wearing it appropriately, like it's not in a provocative way, as we know, it's, I feel like that is just her appreciating how beautiful um, the culture and dress is. Why can't people just be positive and happy that she's appreciating someone else's culture. There was a time where people's cultures were not being accepted and tarnished. Yeah, and also you have to remember that she's not her stylist. If you're going to do a magazine photo shoot, do you think Vogue says turn up as you want to? No. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. she's got a stylist. The, 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 the magazine that she was doing a cover for, of course, has a vision that they want to bring. So I don't feel like Cardi B should be the one getting the backlash. And then through my own research, I found out that the um, Hindu goddess Durga is the goddess of war, strength and protection. So at the same time, I was just like, what are we actually mad about? This is a woman who's overcome a lot of obstacles in her life and she's representing a goddess of strength. Why are we mad again? I'm trying to figure that out. People like to make big things out of small things things in fashion fashion is influenced by so many different things yeah and then the last one i had is tory lanes speaking out yet again but saying absolutely nothing we all (laughs) we all know the situation of the he said she said with meg the stallion and if he shot her in the foot and he still not said he hasn't. He still not said he has. But he was doing an interview. And he basically was very cryptic, as he has been. And then he went on to apologise to black women for crum- coming across insensitive over the whole thing. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, Tori. Okay. Talking out your ass, mate. Talking I'm just out like, the ass. I mean, it's quite clear he's done it, right? Um, it... You know what's crazy about the whole situation? Her, the other people in the vehicle 
aren't really corroborating her story. But the security guard came out and said that he had the gun and he was basically in a tussle with Meg's best friend, who's no longer her best friend, and the gun went off. This is what the security guard said. He said, the gun went off. A gun can't go off if it's not in someone's hands. So how did it go <laughs> off? And, it, and, and the fact that it was aimed towards Megan. And my thing is, after all this time, you, you've rambled so much, but you have not said, I did not shoot Megan. Those words have not come out your mouth. If I didn't shoot someone, I would say, I did not shoot them. The no. fact that he cannot say them words with his chest lets me know that, you know, he pulled that trigger with intention. But what if he didn't shoot her foot and accidentally shot, like, in her chest or something? What if she died from this? Like, imagine what would have what would have happened. Exactly. Oh, it would have been a madness. And that would have been, like, the second top of 2020. We've lost too many people exactly. this year. You need to, like... Own up to, I understand it's a whole legal thing and you mm-hmm. can't talk too much, but if you can't talk, then just shut the fuck up. Like, just, exactly. <laughs> just keep it cute, keep it mute, and, and leave it there. I've got one last one. Did you hear about Rishi Sunak and him saying he wants to open up this E out, help out again in December? Look, I don't know who the hell, I don't know who the hell told him. That we need Eat Out to help out again. <laughs> but didn't they say that the Eat Out to help out was at least 17%, caused 17% of the current exactly. COVID cases? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing it again? And why, mm-hmm. well, I don't understand why they can't let us deliver, deliver home with the discount. If they need yeah. us to eat out, yeah. we can have to move to our house. Honestly. Why don't you do it like that? That's and we will happily order Nando's. Nando's will run out oh of chicken. Like, we'll happily order it to our door if we can do it like that. But this guy wants us to go out of our home to catch the virus as well as eat out. I'm just confused. Mm. I'm actually confused as to why he would think that we want to do that again. I know some people liked it, but I... No. No. And then it's already winter time. People mm-hmm. are more likely going exactly. to catch a cold, the flu, exactly. any kind sounds, of, mm-hmm. you know, problem. And you want them to now go out to catch it again. He's trying to be population control, boy. He don't care about us. They're he don't care about all, us. None of them. <laughs> I feel sorry for us. We're up to creek without a paddle. I know. It will all be over soon. Let's pray for 2021. I'm not yeah. trying to have a repeat of 2020. No, I don't want this year to continue. I'm still not, I, I'm still not, I don't know, people are like 2021 and I'm just like, I'm not even counting that. It's 2020. Nah. 2021 <laughs> still seems like, I don't know, like. Listen, let them not take another two years, another year of our 20s. Mm-mm. This is mad. This is like a whole year break. It's like a whole holiday we don't want. Yeah. <laughs> a break where everyone's just going crazy. Like, it's like messing up everyone's mental health, messing up mm-hmm. jobs, messing up people's housing. Our I'm friends. tired. Holidays. And people are going holiday. My friend said, F this, I'm not doing round two of lockdown. And she went to Dubai. I said, must be nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> One of my friends went to Dubai too. People are flying out. Oh. Yeah. And I actually thought there was restrictions, but I guess not. Because 
Have you seen? <laughs> they left the borders. Have you seen the amount of celebrities that are in Dubai right now? Over there looks lit. Like, why is everyone in Dubai? Are they really not doing lockdown? It's not even a vibe anymore in Dubai like that. It's just because uh, now you have to do everything booking only. So it's mm. not like before where you could just go out. You have mm-hmm. to have a motive. Otherwise, people are just going to sit out in the sun, to be honest. Are you in a friendship feud and need help to find a solution? Do you need advice on a tricky entanglement that has you losing sleep? Is there an embarrassing question you need a judgment-free answer to? Well, us ladies here at the 30 Mills of Melanin podcast are here to help. If you'd like your question to be featured on a special advice episode here at the Dirty Mills of Melanin podcast, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at 30 Mills of Melanin. Or you can email 30 Mills of Melanin at gmail.com and we might just have the answers you need. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It just felt right. It just felt right. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to part two of this week's episode of the 30 Mills of Melanin podcast. We've got all the tea and the juicy bits out of the way. And I felt felt like talking about self-esteem would be a good follow-up from last week's, especially with the new lockdown that we're under. Um, I felt like, why not follow it off with a little added you know, a little added support for the listeners and anyone that's going through it out there. Um, have you, you know, over time, over the past few years or at the moment or whenever, had highs or lows in your own personal self-esteem? Has that ever been something you've, you've had to deal with? Definitely, definitely. I think that self-esteem when we're young, when we're children, we're not really self-aware. So when I was young, I didn't really care more about my appearance. I just cared about playing games. Then when I got to secondary school and Mm. image became a thing, that's where I saw my self-esteem was getting impacted. Mm -hmm. So I, I always thought I was a pretty girl. I always thought I was attractive, but I feel like sometimes one small thing can yeah. give you self-esteem issues. And that small thing to me was uh, my teenage acne. Yeah. That would give me a self-esteem issues to the point where I didn't w- really want to wear makeup. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted to wear makeup, but I would only um, not wear makeup in my house. So when I was going out, I would always wear makeup. Even and that was a, going to the shop? Even if I was going to the shop, I would wear makeup. And that is a big insecurity and a big self-esteem problem because Mm -hmm. that's me basically ruining my skin and making my skin worse Mm -hmm. because of my own insecurities. Mm -hmm. And when people have insecurities, instead of um, embracing it and nurturing it, making it healthier, we're basically making ourselves worse. Like people get plastic surgery, um, people change their nose, change their face structure and so what I was doing wearing makeup like literally 24 7 I was changing my skin for the worse Mm. so that's where I first felt self-esteem issues and that's where it was impacting me in a negative way yeah what about what about you Soraya I think I think everyone on a daily basis especially because social media is so now like an everyday thing I think we'll always have daily sort of self-esteem issues like when we see someone 
who we think is pretty opposed or when we see someone who might have the perfect relationship and you're having relationship issues you might think oh it's because they're better or some way like you know uh, prettier um, and then it's like you every time you go out with your friends and you're the friend that's not spoken to you might have like sort of self-esteem issues there like little things that impact it um and i think the biggest thing is like um yeah i think as long as you are happy like whoa it whoa 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 there you've gone way 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 further into the conversation you've like skipped <laughs> right ahead i <laughs> Uh, have you experienced self-esteem yeah sorry sorry i was was thinking i just went so deep and i was like raw so yeah i think on a daily i do i you do feel the little little bits uh on a daily thing if that makes sense and then there's obviously the bigger things that make your self-esteem drop for example rejections and rejection in relationship and like other big things that really drop you um Mm. that that might take you from like a a, a strong 70 to a 40 and it's recovering from that sort of them sort of lows it's mm. what's hard okay so like for myself i say i've had lows in my self-esteem i think probably growing up i was quite a chubby kid so not being the girl that the guys want to chase after you play kiss chase and no one's chasing after you or you know, when you're going through secondary school times and that's mm-hmm. when everyone's hitting puberty and people get interest. I never got that. Mm-hmm. And that really knocked my self-esteem. It made me think like, raw, am I not that pretty? Like, am I not that nice? Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. when the only men that were like looking to me, not that my self-esteem is based on men, but it's just mm-hmm. the factor that affected my low self-esteem. Having only mm-hmm. older men attracted to me made me feel like there was something wrong with me so I kind Mm -hmm, of struggled with that internally for a long time but I would say that I think some of my highest points over the years with my own self-esteem has been when I've just felt pretty when I've not chased after like attention you know Um, Mm -hmm. I felt like when I'm just to myself is when my self-esteem has been the highest Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah like I always say like other people can't always love you the way you need to be loved mm. so it's important that you love yourself and love yourself love yourself the way you need to be loved that's a fact and, yeah literally that's a fact so have and you about, oh go on yeah no go on no no you go first yeah and I was just I forgot what I was gonna say now <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> having a survive moment <laughs> so I was I was gonna say um has do you feel like any of the relationships you've had, whether that be family, friends, or partners, have impacted your self-esteem for you mm-hmm. personally? Or do you feel like it should as well? Um, it shouldn't, but like we're all humans and yeah. we have emotions. When you get rejected, you start to look at yourself, even mm. though the problem might be with the other person. It's mm-hmm. just a natural thing that you look at yourself and you start to wonder, is there a problem with me? And so I was talking to a guy for about five months and then out of nowhere, he um, made a different girl, his girlfriend. And this girl looks completely different to me. So of course I started to look at myself and be like, what's wrong with me? Why don't you like me? And it impacted my self-esteem to the point where I kind of felt like, oh, okay, if this is what he likes, I'm I'm not what he likes. I need to start looking like her. So I used to wear my hair straight. 
Mm. It got that bad that I started wearing my hair curly because I felt like I wasn't good good enough. The things I did, the things I like wasn't good enough. And then when I realized that no one can love you the way you can love yourself, Mm -hmm. that's when I just started to embrace myself mm-hmm. yeah definitely that, that. yeah definitely I think every time like you say your relationship ends and when you see your partners moved on mm. even who they move on with you assess you say like rah you know and then you start you start looking at her and you start you know when you want to show your friends and you're like that's her have you ever thought of your that's her photo mm. <laughs> like oh. I was trying to pick because you always pick the ugliest picture of that person don't you you always try to go through the profile and try to justify like raw how can you know people yeah. that your friends I, I, oh but you're nicer than her yeah, yeah you're nicer yeah, yeah. like you're always nicer and you just think then why would he go off with someone like her do you get what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and it's like your friends have to try to justify and make you feel better mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. but regardless you feel like shit because you know that ultimately mm-hmm. he chose her um but yeah, I think every time, yeah, when a partner moves on and when you see and you're like, rah, is that exactly. it? Is that, and then when you see them settle, especially when you see them settle and do everything you've asked them to do for someone else and you're like, rah, why couldn't you just do that with, with me and then we wouldn't be here? Exactly, but the thing about that, we're here in our own insecurities, looking at exactly. that, thinking, why can't you do that for me? These times he could actually be treating yeah. her even worse. Well, like, exactly, exactly. Like the back of exactly. his foot, basically. Exactly. Exactly. I don't I don't think I've ever had that actually. None of the guys I've ever been with have settled to my knowledge. Both of them are bat SH1T crazy. And <laughs> any female, no matter how pretty she is, I know she's gonna leave him an emotional wreck. So I yeah. don't envy any of the honestly, yeah. I don't envy any of them. I'm just like, <laughs> you'll see. You'll see why he's yeah. single. You will find mm-hmm. out yeah. why he's single. <laughs> You've um, now inherited my problem. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's yes. more time to deal with that portion yeah, of yeah. him now. I don't yeah. want it. Um, and another another thing that knocked my self-esteem as well was like growing up, I felt a difference. I know, you know, mm. families will say that they don't treat people different. I felt a difference. I never mm. felt like I was um, one of the, the valued kids out of the bunch of us. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, my little sister had, like, really long hair. And the attention mm-hmm. my mum paid to her hair in comparison to the attention that she paid to mine. Like, little things like that. And I didn't get that attention. So it's, like, yeah. lots of little things from the closer relationships, taking men out of the equation, kind of yeah. built my self-esteem yeah. to not be as high as... It is now, and it should have been when I was younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys deal with any kind yeah. of... Yeah. It can start from in the home. Mm. How yeah. people in your own family and in your own race treat you. Mm-hmm. Um, from a young age, one thing, I just didn't want to let it ever affect me. But I noticed that the lighter-skinned people in the Black community were put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, considered more beautiful and for someone that's a darker shade browner shade like me of course it would give me insecurities because someone that a guy my, in my own race that actually could like me I was yeah. so insecure to the point where I felt like he's not going to like me because I'm not light skinned he's not going to like me because I'm a brown skinned dark skinned black girl and that's an insecurity that my own community gave to me yeah yeah that's yeah funny. and it was like that even with the asian communities we've got a big issue with colorism mm-hmm. and i'll be a dark-skinned asian girl my sister's really really fair and mm-hmm. in the bangladeshi community they use phrases like 
oh, as beautiful as a Pakistani because Pakistanis are meant to be deemed as this fair and beautiful wow. sort of um, race, like culture. So mm. even growing up, because I was growing up in her shadow and my other sister's fair as well, um, I never really, I, I, I used to be oblivious, oblivious of it, oblivious, oblivious of it when I was at home. Wow. <laughs> um, when I was at home and um, it's when I went out. So I went to her friend's house and her friend's older brother came down and he asked, oh, who's this about me? And I was only about maybe six or seven. Mm-hmm. And um, she turned around and said, oh, that's Sakina's sister. And he, in front of me said, that can't be her sister. She's so black. What? And it was, yeah. Well, and it was the first dark. time. No, but for Asian girls, I'm dark. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I could, I'm on the darker, darker shade, like from the back, if you didn't see my complete like face, Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you wouldn't guess that I was Asian because my complexion is quite dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, uh, it's it was really hard growing up with my sister who's fair. So when he said that, it became aware of everyone making now these subliminal sort of racial jokes, racial remarks. Yeah. So every time I go out, I'll start picking up on these things mm-hmm. and I could hear it's a big thing. And it did really break down my self-esteem to mm-hmm. a point where I was really, really low. Like I hate, I resented my family for a long time. I felt like I was adopted and I was the outsider. And mm-hmm. then it was only because I went, I lived in Hackney and my school was majority uh, black. So mm-hmm. it was the Nigerian girls and the Jamaican girls and the Caribbean, like the girls that they really made me embrace my skin tone. And every time yeah. I was walking, like they're always like, they made me feel like I should love it. And that's mm-hmm. what changed my, it gave me that confidence. And whenever I used to hear stuff when I was at home, I'd be like, yeah, so what? Like, and mm. I used to just struggle off. And mm. that's really so sad. Actually... The fact that you can, like, remember a comment like yeah. that from that age yeah. just shows how deep-rooted these issues yeah. get embedded yeah. in us. There's so mm-hmm. many things that happened at that age that you can't remember, but you can remember that. And it's Definitely. Volume. So clearly as well. And that's why for us as parents, we now know to treat our children equal and tell them they're beautiful, yeah. even if you have to do it every day. And I yeah. had an Asian friend, she was um, on the darker complexion. And I feel like in the Asian community, they can be so harsh, just like the black community. Yeah, but yeah, in the Asian yeah. community, they are so harsh. One yeah. lighter skinned Asian guy basically made my friend cry in school because she was a darker shade. And I didn't yeah. understand it at the time, but now I'm older, I do realize that there's a big colorism problem in the black yeah. community and the Asian, Asian community. Yeah. And you know the Asian boys, they will choose the light-skinned girls. You know how, like, in the black mm-hmm. community, you have the, the men choosing the lighter-skinned girls? Mm-hmm. It's the same. The dark Asians are, like, the dark black, like, the dark Asian mm-hmm. black... Yeah. The dark Asian girls are, like, the dark black girls. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fairer you are, the more preferred you are. Mm-hmm. And Asian men, they put down the darker Asian girls all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you will be the last to get married. Like, your parents will be, like, Ra, who's going to marry my daughter? Crying yeah. to God. That's yeah. sad. That's sad. Steering back to self-esteem from colorism, because that is like a whole conversation yeah. and a half. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask, how has your self-esteem kind of impacted you in life in regards to doing things that you want to do? Because for myself, my self-esteem, for example, growing up in school, I loved to sing. I used to sing at all the talent shows. I used to do all the performing arts. My first year of college, I studied performing arts. 
and I even had a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel goes back to 2006, baby, like the very first when wow. it first came out. And I remember mm. I posted some videos of me singing on there and the boys at school had made some such mean comments and oh. mean you know like really horrible comments and they even went mm. onto the, the video and screenshotted it mid singing so you know you look all crazy uh, and then they mm. like like a still of you looking like oh an God. absolute mad person and like mm. stuck them around and that really knocked my self-esteem to be able to perform to be able to even put myself out there like I really wanted to to mm-hmm. you know study performing arts with confidence to express myself with confidence and has your self-esteem impacted your ability to do things like that as well not singing of course but anything like I would say for me when I was young because back in school everyone was rude everyone would cuss each Mm. other Mm. like it was literally a form of banter in Mm. the black community in school and so uh, Even though I could stand there because my... I don't want this to be a hate slandering black community stuff. No, 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 black no. people do it, white people do it, Asian mm. people do it. Absolutely every single Everyone community does it. does it. So we can't keep digging ourselves into a pit and forgetting mm. that everyone thought... is in this pit. I'm just talking about the melanin community, but yeah, okay, let me but generally not, not, then. When we're, when we're saying negative things, sometimes I don't want us to like constantly all right, then. make it seem like we're I the get, bad, I got we're you. all eat bad. Do you know what I'm saying? I got you. Oh, no, no, we are amazing. We are funny. I, we are I, went to, I went to a majority white school. I grew up in a white area. So a lot of my problems with school times, it wasn't mm. black people doing it. It was white people white and people. Asian people and the few black people that was there. In my school, white people and Asian people were kind of fearful of the black people. And that was yeah. just my reality. Yeah. Mad. Like in my school, because I grew up in... That's East how it was in my school as well. Yeah, I grew up in like what you call the ghetto. The black people just basically run things mm. back there. And so I don't rem- remember getting much comments from other races Mm. i think your own race can still impact your Mm self-esteem and so where i grew up because i grew up different that's what happened to me Mm -hmm. so we would all cuss each other everyone would get cussed and i wanted to avoid getting cussed so much because it did even though i took it as banter Mm -hmm. because that's what we did it still used to hurt me yeah because i used to take it deep and they expect you to just take it on the chin it's only a joke man yeah not man we're only joking but some of the stuff they say to you can stay with you for life. Mm. And so with me, it affected me academic. So when they would ask me to come up and do a presentation, I wouldn't want to come up. I'll come and literally, I would come and literally be running off to my chair. And so mm. my grades were being impacted because I was too scared to um, present in front of people because of my self-esteem. Yeah. And that's where hearing comments, rude comments can get you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about sad. you, Soraya? Um, it's crazy because, like, sometimes when I have low, low self-esteem, I overperform. I feel like I, sometimes I use it as a pick-up and I start doing so much better because I'm like, you know what, I do this can-do attitude. Mm-hmm. So, like, just say if I've gone through something where I've had a breakup, I always use it as a way of me making myself so much better, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. Like, I'll try do more for myself. Um, so yeah, and I've had times where obviously um, school was quite nice for me. Like I've, I, I was quite 
popular and stuff mm-hmm. and I guess it was more the family environment where I've had low self-esteem but then again I was in flight mode whenever just to avoid comments and stuff like that I used to just try flee um I, if I was invited mm-hmm. to weddings and stuff I wouldn't want to go um mm-hmm. unless it was immediate family where I had to show presence I wouldn't um so yeah I think it did help it did re- I, just, I rejected my culture a lot um mm-hmm. and um but it's crazy because now as an adult I appreciate the good things in my culture mm-hmm. um and I can now put the bad stuff aside and mm-hmm. I can because I'm now an an adult as well I can actually shut other people down when they mm-hmm. do make certain co- comments I can actually put them you know you so it's nice yeah exactly you can check them um so yeah I think and obviously I think that's the only main things that ever did bring me down it's crazy how comments are so powerful just small comments big comments yeah, are so powerful 100%. and it makes us want to run away and just especially hide. the weight comment like I, mm. I don't know about you guys but like the asian community love talking about a, a woman's weight oh you've gained weight oh you've lost weight oh you've gained weight mm, yeah. and it's that they don't understand how psychologically because they don't know the journey you're on they don't know what you're doing to try and lose weight or gain weight or maybe it's like a medical condition that you don't want to be speaking about mm. um so it's like sometimes they're not mindful they don't understand how that can so be really cool and then when people commit suicide they're the first person to say oh my god they were a lovely person but did yeah. you treat them like they were a lovely person yeah no yeah. nine times out of ten they don't and it's like you have so many things you want to start your business you want to make youtube videos you want to put yourself out there but your self-esteem is now impacting your growth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy speaking it out loud to hear the variety of times and ways that my self-esteem has been knocked. When I was 24, I was in a managerial position where I was running a care home of like, how many staff did I have? Nine members of staff. And I was so pumped and amped to get in there. My self-confidence, my self-esteem was up here. I'm like, wow, 24, I'm I'm running this office. I'm doing it. To get in there and find a bunch of bitter old 50-plus-year-old women who absolutely hated the fact that someone my age could ever be in charge of them. And that Mm. knocked my self-esteem and made me think, am I even good enough for this position? Was I even supposed to get this position? And they were like, you know, we could have got that job. We, well, I interviewed for the job. And then I had to sit down and think to myself, okay, you interviewed, I interviewed, I got it. Mm. You don't like the fact that I'm this age. That's your problem. Mm -hmm. And I had to overcome that. But it was a major knock to have mm. no respect simply based on my age age yeah and that yeah, made me yeah. feel very yeah. inadequate mm-hmm. yeah which that's, that's a good one because i think we forget about work and how even like a qa check can knock your confidence and small things at work can especially when you are trying to high, go for higher positions Definitely. and your manager makes a slight comment it sort of throws you off and so, i felt like because of my age and the role i was in I was being spoken down to as well by the adults. And I think they kind of feel, they must feel some sort of jealousy that you're a certain age and you're where they want to be or you're in a similar position to them. Mm. And that's how I took it. So I had to just, you know, take it on the chin and keep it moving. Like, do you know what? Just because you're angry, I'm not going to let you enforce your own anger and your own problems on me. But it does affect you because when you go home, it's like you've come back from stress stress yeah and and i think as well it's partly there of self-esteem 
and I had to realize that that you know what yeah they're knocking my self-esteem because their self-esteem is nowhere mm, yeah, it's, exactly. it's sad but that's not my problem at all yeah and that just shows when some people's self-esteem is so low they can be horrible to other people but they're the ones that bully vibes. yeah exactly Definitely. they're the ones that bully like the kids that did that to unique when you're at school um taking stills of your singing it's because they mm-hmm. they had low self-esteem they had to pick on someone mm-hmm. to make yeah. themselves feel better oh yeah Definitely. half of them girls now i went you know when you go facebook diving, <laughs> I just yeah i remember i went facebook <laughs> diving and let's just say drugs and them are very close friends we are oh, not the same oh, so yeah. let's leave yeah. them to it but yeah, exactly. just to sum up this episode on self-esteem have you got some advice for the people them what advice mm-hmm. can you give them on improving their self-esteem i've got a whole list as always <laughs> okay so how i improved my self-esteem was I looked at everything that was giving me um, insecure issues, such as my skin, and I just started taking care of it. So instead of me living my life in makeup, I said, you know what, I need to actually look after my skin um, and take some pride in myself. So when I started my skincare and self-care processes, I started feeling better about myself and I started to love myself more. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I can only love myself the way I need to be loved. Mm -hmm. um and also just cutting out anyone because you could even have friends that make you feel low friends that make you feel ugly friends that are even hating on you because you're beautiful they might want to basically pick out when you look bad but never tell you when you look good Mm -hmm. cutting out toxic people is one thing I did that helped me and I recommend people do that you need to cut them off and surround yourself by people that love you and nourish your mental health and self-esteem so definitely the people around you 100 percent. yeah i think um i think that's that's really good and like uh i would i try to not look at what other people have and stop comparing i think i appreciate that certain skills i do have that not everyone else does have um, and I think just picking up a new hobby, just trying to better yourself. And if you feel like someone, like someone has a skill that you're like, you, you would like tr- get it. Like nothing's stopping you. We're all human. We have the same biology practice mm-hmm. makes per- perfect. So I think it's just about where, where, how you prioritize your time and what you want to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm, just having a, yeah, just, just knowing what, what makes you happy. I think that's a good one. Developing on yourself, developing your skills and giving yourself more self-worth. Definitely. 100%. I will say simply remember to be kind to yourself. You can forget sometimes. Just the simplest things. You're human. Whether good or bad, you're supposed to and allowed to have feelings. And if you feel good, you feel good. If you feel bad, you feel bad. But allow yourself to be good to yourself. Mm -hmm. Simple. And I tell yourself you're beautiful. Yeah, I don't know why we forget to be kind to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. That's a mad one. And also challenge your unkind thoughts. Challenge them and ask yourself why. There's this whole thing called thought core. I think I I don't I did I mention it last week? I don't know. I I think I though. I'm not sure. Well, a thought core is basically when you just challenge your courts. So the Mm. accused would be the negative thought that you have, and the defense would be the evidence to whether it's true but it has mm. to only be facts so you're really mm-hmm. challenging it and breaking down the thought and and make finding out what is true and what is not true from the thoughts mm-hmm. and then the prosecution 
would be the evidence that the thought is not true. So where you can say, hey, I don't, I'm, I'm, you say the thought is I'm ugly, I'm ugly. And you, you, you'd say, okay, well, what makes me ugly? Oh, well, you know, my, my, my skin's not that great or, you know, my hair's not that great. But in reality, that's not true because you're beautiful either way. Yeah. Just because you have a few imperfections, it doesn't mean that Mm. you are not beautiful. And then Mm. you would summarize it by trying to find a reasonable and realistic balance. Mm. So you can say, you know what? My skin is, there's some blemishes, but I'm still Mm. beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit messy, but I can tame it. You know, yeah. I'm not that good at a specific thing like you said learning something new I'm not that good mm-hmm. at playing the violin but if I practice I will get there yeah. Yeah, exactly. turn those negative thoughts and spin that negative into a positive and that's mm-hmm. a good one to do thought court and yeah definitely I'm going to try that definitely definitely it's all part yeah. of CBT C- cognitive yeah. behavioral therapy um, yeah. and, and the last thing I was going to say is learn to be assertive and practice saying no. Because sometimes mm, yeah. people who don't have very high self-esteem, they yeah. tend to shy away from being assertive. They tend to be yes men and say yes to things yeah. that they don't generally yeah. want to. Learn to say no and feel mm, comfortable with it. Yeah. And it takes, ti- yeah, it takes time, it takes practice, but I promise you, once you can happily say no and feel no way about it, you won't feel guilty about being assertive and standing yeah. up for yourself. And your self-esteem will grow 100%. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And also um, just accepting the fact that no one is perfect. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like we're searching for perfection and we see this fake life on Instagram and that's affecting our self-esteem. No one's perfect and you are perfect in your imperfections as well you just gotta own it and have confidence because if you carry yourself with confidence the way you treat yourself people are going to treat you the way you treat yourself if you treat yourself with no confidence low self-esteem people are going to treat you that way too 100% and it's crazy because even the rich have problems like even the you know the celebrities have men cheating on them and running away and all sorts so it's not like you know money solves issues or everyone's there there's people out there with perfect lives that or could have potentially perfect lives mm-hmm. and everyone has issues so it's not mm-hmm. exactly and that's one of the ways that I was able to build my self-esteem and my confidence realizing that not all that glitters is gold exactly and with that being said guys it's been a pleasure bringing this episode to you all hasn't it guys definitely yeah. Yeah another so, nice educational talk i love the fact that i learned something new from you guys every episode of course. <laughs> that's the aim we spill tea and enlightenment we pack go. Mm-hmm. so we... caught it for me this week i'm gonna try it out yeah 100 <laughs> so we will see you guys next week thursday as always be sure to follow us on social media at 30 mils of melanin that's on twitter and instagram and Yeah, we love you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye bye.